Welcome to Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast, a bi-weekly look at all things related to the growing elite clubs nationally, the ECNL. For more information on the ECNL, visit us at www.theecnl.com. Now, here's your host for Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast, former U.S. soccer press officer and longtime soccer broadcaster, Dean Linky. I am Dean Linky, but today, like some other shows, I have the opportunity to sit back and enjoy the great work of Jason Cutney as he is joined by two special guests. I'll turn it over to Jason to set the table for today's show. This is Jason Cutney, ECNL Boys Commissioner. Join me and the 2022 ECNL National Players of the Year on this week's episode of Breaking the Line. This is Riley Jackson, a midfielder for Concord Fire, proud to be the ECNL National Girls Player of the Year. This is Jackson Osborne, goalkeeper for Crossfire Premier and UW Men's Soccer. And like Riley, I'm thrilled to be the ECNL Boys Player of the Year and to be on this week's ECNL podcast. So join me, Riley, and Jackson on this week's Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. And Jason, Riley, and Jackson, join us after this message from the ECNL. As the game continues to evolve in the United States, the ECNL remains the standard of excellence in youth soccer. The Elite Clubs National League has grown to include over 200 clubs and nearly 50,000 players across the country, with a robust competition platform for teams, educational resources for coaches and clubs, and unparalleled identification and development opportunities for players. Alongside its member clubs, collaborating to create a better future, the ECNL continues to raise the game every day. The ECNL is more than a league. Welcome back to Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. Once again, here's Dean. And this is Dean Linky, but like I just said, today we turn over the keys to the ECNL Boys Commissioner, the super talented Jason Cutney. Thanks, Dean, and thanks to everyone for joining us on this week's edition of Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. Where I'm thrilled this week to be joined by the 2022 ECNL National Players of the Year for the 1819 age group. We have Riley Jackson from Concord Fire and Jackson Osborne from Crossfire Premier. Riley and Jackson, welcome to the show. So happy to have you two joining us today. Thank, Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. So Riley, let's get started with you. A couple of weeks ago, we actually had Coach Garvin Quamina on with us. He was the National Coach of the Year, as you know. Uh-huh. As we say, so much of a player's success normally comes from the environment created by that club and in many ways, the coach of the team. What was it about Coach Garvin that prepared you and for the team for that success that you all had at that national level this year? Garvin's just awesome. When we won, I think we were most excited to win it for him uh, more than ourselves. Um, He treats us with so much professionalism. um, So the environment that we're in, we're just always prepared for what's um, coming at us, no matter the situation, no matter the challenge. Um, I think he pushes us on every level and he has a good balance of um, when to have fun, when to be intense, He just has such a good relationship with us on and off the field, and he truly cares. And I think that's what um, allowed us to get to where we were in the national championship. Do you feel like the personality of your team kind of uh, molded around him and and kind of became Coach Garvin's personality in many ways? Yeah, he definitely has his unique personality. So we kind of all adapt to how he trains us to be and that um, we all were on the same page going into the national championship for sure. So with that, you've been with Concord since I believe you were U13. 
So you've had a few yes. different coaches, I'm assuming, since you were there. Talk us through from a club standpoint. What's the environment that's created within that club? I came from a very small club. I played for my local club growing up. So coming into Concord, which is a much bigger club with very talented players, was an adjustment for me for sure. Everyone there is a, a hold, held to a very high standard. The coaches, the players. When I first joined, I played for um, Mike Moeller, who was very important in my development technically. Transitioning, playing up a year for Garvin the year after, was a transition tactically. Um, I mean, the level I was playing up a year, so just having to adjust to that new level, Garvin helped me a lot with that. I think just the way that everything is held to such a high standard and like professionalism was uh, what stood out to me in making that transition from my small local club to Concord. Well, Jackson, let's let's turn it to you here. So we're going to start with probably the hardest hitting question you'll have today, just uh, right out of the gate, get hit you with it. So this movie is about double your age, came out in 1986. How in the world do you choose Ferris Bueller's Day Off as your favorite movie? I saw it on the uh, the University of Washington men's soccer You got to fill me in here. Okay, so a little background. So I was born in Chicago, Illinois, and I lived for like, there like five years. Like I was really a little kid. But when we used to like go, my parents used to like, you know, run us down as little kids and we had a lot of energy. My dad would drive us by Cameron's house in the movie. Like I lived right by it. And then the beach scene where Cameron is passed out and like still sitting on that bench, we'd go to that beach like every weekend. And it's kind of just like a family movie. And I think I probably saw it first when I was in like first grade. Like I was very little when I started watching it. It's just always been my favorite movie. So whose personality in that movie are you most similar to? I'd like to say Ferris, but probably Cameron. Cameron, why is that? Well, you got to give us some detail. Why? I don't know. Sometimes I can be shy in situations, I'd say, like Cameron. And I think Cameron's pretty funny. So I'd take that to at least strive to be. Goalkeepers, as we know, like I played for a long time. You're a goalkeeper. Uh, I played alongside many goalkeepers. I was a defender myself. I can certainly say that def- the goalkeepers were the most unique, I'll leave it at that word right now, the most unique personalities that I played alongside. Uh, some may say weird. I'm not saying that, Jackson. I'm just no, saying No, 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 trust me. I've heard that. And <laughs> I've actually heard I'm one of the most like not like normal keepers that people play with because I've gone through a string of teams and different clubs and like you play with some weird guys, but I believe I'm normal. You're the most normal of the weirdos. That's what you are. Yeah, sure. I'll take that. So how old were you? I'm interested. How old are you when you knew that goalkeeper was going to be your position? Uh, I started playing soccer super late. Uh, Not really super late, but like where I play, like crossfire kids play since like little kickers. And I played other sports like baseball or well, t-ball at the time. And then like basketball, like football, that stuff. And so I knew goalie was my position because I just could not use my feet when I started playing. So I just went in the goal and like how it started was like, I played like football and I wanted to like make a diving catch or whatever. And then I'd go and goal and be like, do the same thing. And that was around like fifth grade, sixth grade. And from then it's always been in, in the net for you? Yeah, I did one year where I played striker, but goalie was definitely my calling. That was like a uh, let's try it thing and it did not go well so definitely have to goal. do an experiment one day to, to figure out why goalkeepers when they play on the field go as strikers because that's it must be the craziness factor I'm, I'm assuming that has something to do with it but i'm not sure that that is the position though when you step out of the net that's for sure yeah it's you know, it's total opposite you know when you save goals you want to be the one scoring them sometimes that's right so Riley, we'll go back to you and and look at your childhood a little bit because i understand when you were younger it wasn't just soccer that kept you busy mm-hmm. you had a a love for rock climbing, which is very I interesting. Did. Yeah, a lot of people say it's interesting. How, how did that um, 
Yeah, so, I mean, my parents met playing soccer, so I was kind of always destined to end up playing soccer, but when I was younger, they kind of threw me into lots of things. My dad has been a big mentor for me, so he always, um, and he was really athletic growing up, so he'd take me to play all types of sports. I played tennis, did lots of things, but we actually lived right across the street from a local gym, and they had this really awesome rock climbing facility. And so a couple nights a week, we just go out there and go rock climbing. And I thought it was like super fun. And I did a couple competitions growing up. So that's just like an interesting fact about me that tons of people wouldn't know looking at my athletic career. But I, I mean, I still go out and do it every once in a while, but definitely miss it. So is the, uh, is the aspiration to scale Mount Everest one day or what? What are we talking about here? <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, mostly just local competitions, but I mean, we'll see what where it takes me, I guess. <laughs> but if you think about the, the personality, right? If you if I were to describe a rock climber, I would probably go with the either like the adventurous or the courageous mm-hmm. word would come to mind first. Is that let's see you you as a person versus you as a player. Are you more adventurous and courageous as a person or as a soccer player? I'd probably say as a soccer player. I take lots of risks on the field, I would say. I think that like going to opportunities that like I don't feel totally comfortable with is like a big thing for me, like getting out of my comfort zone. Off the field, I'd say it's a little bit harder for me, but I mean, I do like to try new things and travel has become a big factor in my life that I like to um, do. So just like going on adventures is something that is, is fun for me, experiencing new things. So you've made your commitment now to Duke, right? So you'll be uh, you'll be a Blue Devil moving into next year. Yes. A courageous piece, right? You're going to transition from high school then to college. Jackson's already done that. He's gone from Crossfire mm-hmm. to the University of uh, Washington, a, a big-time program there on the men's side. So we'll start with you then, Riley, on this one. How does that, the, the courage piece, let's start there, how does that help you prepare for that next step? I know you're not there yet. Right, but you've had many big games under your belt, both with mm-hmm. your club and for your country, which we'll get to in a bit. How is that all going to help you when you prepare for Duke? Because that's stepping onto a pretty yeah. big stage with a lot of fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, the transition from high school to college is obviously going to be a big one. I've been in high pressure situations, which is definitely going to help me feel a little bit more comfortable in that situation. But I think that transition is going to be um, difficult and I'm going to be put outside my comfort zone. But I think that with Duke and throughout the whole recruiting process, I just had this feeling that it would be a smooth transition for me and that um, I made the right decision going by making that commitment, just knowing that um, there's some comfort in making that transition, but also that still excitement of getting put outside of my comfort zone. Jackson, let's hear from you. So you've stepped in pre-seasons under your belt already. You're, you're in the season now. How has that transition been for you? I'm lucky enough that uh, Washington starts school super late. So it was a little lighter in the fact that we literally just had like a preseason in for a while. And still now I haven't even started school. I still have another week, which is weird because I mean, I'm from Washington, like I'm from the state. So it wasn't like a huge thing to move, which was nice. But I mean, it's definitely harder. It's a whole nother level. Everyone is faster, quicker, like stronger. It's been okay. I kind of screwed myself in the fact that I said I had chest pain and didn't get cleared for three weeks. So I got to watch the first three weeks, which is pretty painful. But now I'm back in and I get to practice and it's been all right so far, I'd say. Jackson, I've been playing nine years as a pro. I can tell you that's a very professional move to miss preseason, complaining of some kind of random chest pain. That's something you'll save for much later in your career when you when you want to avoid the uh, the beep test and the fitness test. But you'll get there at some point. So this has been a great opening segment with our 2022 ECNL National Players of the Year, Riley Jackson of Concord Fire and Jackson Osborne of Crossfire Premier and now of the University of Washington men's soccer. We'll be right back after a few promos from our ECNL partners.
Soccer.com is proud to partner with the ECNL to support the continued development of soccer in the U.S. at the highest levels. We've been delivering quality soccer equipment and apparel to players, fans, and coaches since 1984. Living and breathing the beautiful game ourselves, our goal at Soccer.com is to inspire you to play better, cheer louder, and have more fun. Visit Soccer.com today to check out our unmatched selection of gear, expert advice, and stories of greatness at every level of the game. The ECNL is pleased to announce Quick Goal as the official goal provider and partner for ECNL Girls and ECNL Boys, a new partnership created to support the growth and development of the country's top players, clubs, and coaches. At all national events, including national playoffs and national finals, the Quick Goal Coaches Corner will provide hospitality and social space for ECNL girls, ECNL boys, and collegiate coaches. Quick Goal will also be the presenting sponsor of the National championship winning ECNL girls and ECNL boys coaches of the year and the ECNL girls and ECNL boys goals of the year. Quick Goal looks forward to helping the ECNL continue to elevate the standards of youth soccer and provide more opportunities to players on and off the field in the coming years. ECNL Boys is partnering with Puma for the second year, driving sport forward with the leading products and the next generation of pros who wear them. Puma has proven themselves as the fastest sports brand in the world, the fastest innovation, the fastest players, and the fastest products in the game. They're the perfect partner to complement the speed and talent of our teams. In keeping with their mantra of forever faster, Puma introduces the world's fastest boot, the Ultra. The only boot engineered for speed, the Ultra combines a woven upper with a lightweight outsole for direct forward motion, speed and acceleration. It's the best in the game, designed for the best players in the game. And we are back with Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. I'm Jason Cutney, the ECNL Boys Commissioner, and I'm joined today by our 2022 ECNL National Players of the Year, Riley the Rock Climber Jackson from Concord Fire and Jackson Bueller Bueller Osborne from Crossfire Premier. So before the break, we spent a little time talking about the little things that make the, each of you unique. Now we'll pivot a little bit and talk about the 2021-22 season and especially the run to the national championships for your teams. Jackson, I'll start with you. I was in San Diego, had the opportunity to watch your run to the finals. PKs always seem to be on the menu for you. That, uh, yeah. that event. And if I'm correct, I believe you saved eight out of 10 total PKs before you lifted that cup. So the first question has to be, what happened on the other two? I, I dove the right way on one. I actually have a video of it. I can pull it up. Dove the right way, top hand, got a touch to it, but it was like very much upper bins. And then the other one was just like, some kid just like blasted down the middle and I guess the wrong way. I remember it well. It was, it was quite an event in all seriousness. You know, we, we try to diagnose what it is with goalkeepers when you actually face penalties. It's something where I don't know where the advantage is having been a, a penalty taker myself. It always feels like the pressure's on your side as well, but talk us through that as a goalkeeper. What do you look for? Are you looking for things in terms of the, the approach from the player, the mindset? Are you trying to, get in their heads before the PK? What is it? Well, I'm always, I'd say I'm always in players' heads. I like to talk at least, especially with like my last team. We were very good and that helped. I like trusted my defense fully so I could talk to players. And then I also like for the championship, actually, I watched their PKs in the semis because as you know, our semis was the only game we didn't go to PKs. 
So it was like, you know, not a tight game. We destroyed Dynamo. So I got to watch NASA's PKs. So that's kind of how I knew for a couple of them. And then mainly the eyes is my thing. And if that doesn't happen, I have a couple offsets. Like probably if there's, if they give me nothing, like no hips, no eyes, no nothing, I'll probably just dive like inside, like depending on what foot they're using. Yeah, really, a really unique event for you in the sense that you got to watch the other team and your game against Dynamo. I know there's a red card very early in that game against Houston, which, you know, put them kind of behind the the eight ball to start it. But you being able to watch those PKs from NTH NASA, probably a major part of it because they had a few flare uh, PK takers as well. And, and some kids that went down the middle on, on a, you know, a little bit more of a courageous take, which you seem to be ready for when the, uh, when the money was all on the line there in the finals, are right? you were ready for that big save at the end of it? And I mean, talk us through that final save. You, you make the final save the crowd. I mean, there had to be 1500 people around the, the field that rushed onto the field. Talk us through that moment for you as a player. Definitely a dream come true. Like the, I can't say enough that like a keeper's dream is to save a penalty and win it, especially at a national championship. Like, obviously, people aren't here to validate, but I've told my teammates, like, the other goalie on my team, I'm like, we win one game, 3-0, I save all, and we win. Like, that's the dream, like, any of the games. First game, we won in PKs, and then I'm pretty superstitious, so I kept doing the same things we did, eat the same thing, and, like, my coach doesn't like to say he is, but I know he is, too. Like, when we won the semis, we ate McDonald's before the game, and then he we did it again, like, for the final. And this is like 8 a.m. You go down the lobby, get it. And that final save, he actually didn't go down the middle in the previous game. He went like my right. And so I wrote in my water bottle the ways of the first five takers. And so when we got to PKs, I run to the sideline. I'm like, give me my water bottle. I just pour it out and I have it there. And you can see me looking at it like in the video. And so the first kid just like missed. Uh, and that kid is uh, actually I have a bunch of stories with that kid, but. The second one, he went the same way. And then that kid, like the third kid, I just, his run-up was so weird and it just didn't look like the old one. And I was like, this kid's kind of ballsy on the field. You know, maybe I just sit. And my thing with PKs is like, I dive, like I try to look like I'm diving one way when they look their head up. So I kind of do like a shimmy type thing. And that's why I look like I'm just like falling on the floor in the video. And like, I'm totally gone the wrong way, but I think I just waited or something. I honestly don't know. I don't remember the moment much except for the videos, but I just waited and then I saved it. And I was just like, I like, I watch the videos all the time because I don't remember any of it. Like, it just was like, that was like, I, something I dream of and like think of every time I'm like laying in bed or like going to sleep, anything like it was insane that that happened. And I'm like thankful for Crossfire and everything that I got to be there and do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm thankful for our media team because I thought everything that they captured from the media day that you guys had the day before the final to that all the way up to that final. I mean, look, that game went the distance in the regulation. I think it was 3-3 at the end of regulation, back and forth, went to overtime, you know, just had all the elements of surprise that you would ask for. But yeah, your final save, the way you had to contort your body on that one was uh, was pretty pretty awesome from a cinematic approach when we looked at it on camera. You'll have that for the rest of your life. Fortunately, when I was a young kid, we didn't have those cameras. They weren't around at that time. So I don't have any evidence of anything that I may have done well or not well in my career. So I, uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But Riley, let's let's turn it to you here. So you we talked a little bit before about mindset, right? Being a rock climber, being mm -hmm. courageous, things like that. For me, I usually go to the home and the culture that's that an individual is raised in, right? I grew up as a younger brother. I was in an area where nothing was handed to you. It was kind of, you had to work mm -hmm. for it, you had to earn your keep. My brother certainly beat the crap out of me all the time, made me a tougher <laughs> player. 
<laughs> you had two parents to play the game, right? I didn't have that. You yes. had a you had mom that played at the, the collegiate level, I think, as well. Your dad played, mm-hmm. he was also your coach. How does that influence you and your game, and how does it shape you as a person and, and a player? I think it's really cool that I have really great resources so readily available to me. Like my dad coaching me growing up and coaching me in high school, um, we're able to, it's not the traditional um, father, daughter, coach, player relationship, I feel like. I think there's a different level of respect there just because we both know that we've both had very different experiences when it comes to soccer. I mean, obviously he's older than me and has been around the game longer, but um, I've been in situations of high pressure and um, playing the national team and playing um, at a high level. So we get to relate to each other um, with that and kind of bounce ideas off of each other, which is really cool. And um, when we talk about my games and like the way I played, it's not like, oh, I'm, I get in the car and like my dad starts yelling at me. Like, it's not that type of thing. It's more of like an analysis and like in-depth analysis and stuff like that, which is really cool. And then my mom, we're just like best friends. She is such an awesome role model to have her playing at the collegiate level. Um, it's always been my dream. So now that I'm committed to Duke, uh, I think she might be more excited than I am. Um, just to have those shared experiences with her will be really cool for the future, especially since she's already been through it. So I feel a little bit more comfortable, as we talked about before, that transition going into college, knowing that she's been through it already. So she can kind of help me through that process as well. They're just awesome. Well, I may have to call your dad at some point because I'm currently coaching my, uh, I have a five-year-old and a seven-year-old both playing soccer. <laughs> I am still struggling through not yelling at my daughters to get stuck in on tackles <laughs> or realizing that they're only five and seven. So I may I may have to hit him up at some point for some advice. But let's, we'll stay on the leadership piece because I think a lot of what you're talking about really is the leadership piece, leadership from your parents, former players, coaches, things like that. You've played it the biggest stage, right? As a young player, you've represented your country. You're with the U-17s at the CONCACAF event. So talk to us about that, right? You were able to captain the U.S. under-17s. Talk about that experience, right? Because that's a lot different, right? I had a chance as a young player to go overseas and, and pull on that jersey, and I never had a chance to wear an armband, right, at, at any mm-hmm. level. So I think there's a big difference because when you pull on a jersey and you, you hear the Star Spangled Banner and you're playing for your country, it's a very right. unique feeling, right? Mm-hmm. The hairs come up on the back of your neck. But when you're yeah. the captain, you have a different level of pressure that's applied to you. So mm-hmm. how was that experience overall as being that captain? Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously being able to represent the crest is a huge honor. Always been a dream of mine. I think when it comes to captaining, I kind of turn that pressure into a privilege. I remind myself that like there's a reason that I'm here. And um, it's my responsibility now that I've been given this armband to lead this team and do the best that I can and kind of put myself in that mentality that I should have no regrets once I leave this field. Um, And the way that I'm leading the team and the way that I'm playing, um, the way that I'm communicating with people. So I think that it's just a cool experience for me to have to grow as a person and a player, um, because that also plays into my character, not just my ability on the field. Well, it's excellent. And and certainly congratulations to you on making it to that level. And I know you'll have more in store for you in your future, but so excited for you there. Jackson, we'll, we'll talk about the leadership piece to you. you. You mentioned before, obviously, your transition now to UW. Goalkeeper, right? So you were just big man on the Crossfire campus for a while. And now all of a sudden you're a freshman, right? And, and you're a freshman in a position where only one person plays at a time. How do you take your role as a goalkeeper, as a, a top-level goalkeeper into UW, bringing that, you know, you need to have that arrogance, that bravado, that courage, that confidence in yourself. How do you 
exude that as a freshman, right? Because coming in, I, I was and I was a midfielder or a defender. So when I went to college, I knew I was vying for positions with other guys that we could all be on the field together. A little different for you in that position. How's the mindset of a goalkeeper when you look at leadership, when you're stepping into a new role like this? It's a lot about like courage. Like uh, you, the guys don't really trust you yet, but you still have to just like remind yourself that you need to talk to players and just taking every chance you get. Like I'm three right now and there's three goalies. So I'm literally the bear, like the bottom. I have to remind myself, just take every chance I can. Like there's times where I won't get reps. There's times where I'm just watching, but also take that in an essence that that motivates you like to take it when you're in the goal, like just take every chance you have and trust your coaches, but it's definitely tough. And it's, it's hard. It's uh, I'm still struggling with it now. Cause it's just a whole transition. Like you said, it's weird going from, you know, being the guy and everything. And then I'm, I'm going to redshirt this year. So it's a whole new thing, especially just to watch games too, is that's definitely the weirdest thing, like sitting on the bench and watching games just because all my life I'm used to, especially as a goalie, like I'm used to getting every minute, like, you don't, unless there was a two or like whatever I'd split, I split one year and but every other year it was usually all me. So it's tough, but it's also a mental game. You, you got to battle to stay on top. Excellent first two segments with the two of you. We look forward to more after the break with Riley Jackson and Jackson Osborne. This is Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. We will be right back. Nike is a proud sponsor of ECNL Girls. Nothing can stop what we can do together to bring positive change to our communities. You can't stop sport because hashtag you can't stop our voices. Follow Nike on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. From athletes just starting to turn heads to some of the best athletes to ever play their games, Gatorade shows that they are the proven fuel of the best. For the athletes who give everything, nothing beats Gatorade the studied, tested, and proven fuel of the ECNL. And we're back for the final segment of Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. We're very lucky again to have the ECNL National Players of the Year with us today, Riley Jackson of Concord and Jackson Osborne of Crossfire Premier and the University of Washington Men's Soccer. Guys, we're going to try something new here for the final segment. have never done this before. Dean usually takes the reins. I only occasionally get that responsibility and that honor to, uh, to step in his place but i'm going to put you guys both on the spot ask some questions kind of break down the dna of a top level soccer player so we'll go one by one rapid fire riley you will start first it's the morning of a championship game riley what do you eat for breakfast and why okay so i'm a very superstitious person i know jackson said he was earlier too so i always have to have a banana and a half a bagel with nutella just because that's what i've been doing pretty much all my life Right, there it is, the breakfast of champion. A little bit different than Jackson's McDonald's. A little bit different, but hey, whatever works, right? Jackson, the opponent puts the ball down for a PK. Are you doing something to intimidate him, and what is it? I start moving my arms, jumping up and down, hang on the crossbar, bang the crossbar, maybe say something to him. Right, we won't ask you what you said. We'll just trust that it's something interesting. <laughs> something nice. Something nice, of course. Riley, you apparently won the science fair in eighth grade. What earned the prize? So I'm like not into science whatsoever. Like it's probably one of my least favorite subjects. So I basically came with the ideal pressure, air pressure of a soccer ball was um, using the machine. And I brought the machine um, into the science fair. And I'm pretty sure that the judges were more fascinated by the machine than my project. But um, I ended up winning. So it was really cool. <laughs> well, you won and that's the most important part. <laughs> 
Jackson, most inspirational or motivational book you've read? If you don't read, <laughs> you can go to movie as well. You can't answer Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Last Dance, Michael Jordan, favorite athlete of all time. Good Very good choice. I agree. Very good choice. Riley, you get to choose a soccer ball or a phone for the next 24 hours. Which is it? Soccer ball, for sure. All right, there you go. Jackson, you love to work out. What is your exercise or muscle group that you hate the most while working out, but you have to do it all the time? Uh, certain stuff with my legs, because all we hit at UW is legs, and I have an awful ankle, <laughs> so sometimes it's really bad. Riley, dream job when you get older. Oh, this is such a hard question. I change my mind like every week, but I want to do something working with a professional team. I feel like that would be really cool, whether it's managing the team or working as like a sports scientist or something like that. Just like being able to travel and be around pros would be awesome once I'm done playing. All right, Jackson. Pre-game, have to determine who's kickoff. Do we stick with coin toss or do we go rock, paper, scissor in the ECNL? Uh, rock, paper, scissor. Okay, is it one and done or is it best two out of three? One and done on shoot, yeah. All right, I will bring that to the board and see what we can get done for you. I'm, I'm a big supporter of that as well. All right, so I appreciate you guys doing the, uh, the rapid fire questions. Got a little bit of extra insights here for you. Let's finish with a little bit more substance. So kind of want to go into providing some guidance for the next generation of ECNL stars, right? Riley, you're still in the league. You still got this, this final year, but we're kind of turning the page to so you moving on to Duke as well now. So we're looking at you both in the realm of being collegiate players. Jackson, I'll start with you. Biggest pieces of advice that you can offer younger boys that are coming up through the league, right? Because you obviously on, on the men's side, it's very difficult. You're up against a lot of international players when it comes to the collegiate game, especially division one. How are you successful in navigating that process? What can you offer in advice for that next player coming up? It's cheesy, but trust the process. And I think everything happens for a reason. I played, uh, I started late. I played for like a club team, like a premier, non-ECNL, non-DA for a while. And then last year I wasn't even on the team I'm on now. I was on Crossfire, but that's on the second team. I split minutes and some stuff about the splitting minutes because it was like a paid team. The team now I was on was like free, like my coach paid for it. So it was up to him and whoever played, whoever was best actually played. So I'd say you just have to trust the process. No, like however hard it is, put a sport crew around you. I'm lucky I had my family through this, especially my parents, because every time I had a bad practice, something like that, I'd come home, rant to my parents, talk it out with them, whatever. And they'd always be there for me and just know that if you're working hard, it will all fall into pieces. Everything will fall for you. What do you think, Riley? I think that one of the most important pieces of advice that I received that kind of changed my mentality about the way that I carry myself and the way that I train is that you never know who's watching and take advantage of every opportunity because whether it be just like you're out training on your own, I mean, say you're at a random field and there's so happens to be a professional scout standing on the sidelines, like just um, playing like you're on the biggest stage all the time, no matter what you're doing. Um, and just taking advantage of every single opportunity that you have to step on the field, because whether it be injury or um, anything else, you never know when the opportunity is going to be um, taken away. So just enjoying every single moment um, and taking advantage of every single opportunity. Well, I'm glad you said the uh, kind of when you're off, kind of away from the training ground, right? The things that you do on your own. I think that's a big piece that kids nowadays don't always understand fully. You know, the the number of structured practices versus unstructured practices. A lot of times it's what you guys do when no one's watching, right? And to your point where you, you never know who is watching, it's true. You never know who is, but also those moments where you just work on your own, 
where you don't, you know, no one's watching you and you still have to put in the hours. What is it that gets you guys to, to kind of stay motivated, right? When no one's watching, because that takes a little bit extra, right? It's like an individual sport versus a team sport. Sometimes on the individual level, it's a little different. Riley, what do you think? I mean, what, what has always been your motivating factor when you were too tired to whatever to, to get it going? Yeah, I mean, obviously, sometimes it's hard. Some days there's days you really don't want to get out there. But I mean, I just got to remember why I'm playing, who I'm playing for. I'm playing for that. I mean, I know it's cheesy, but that little girl that started playing uh, when she was young with those dreams of representing her country or winning a national championship, just um, remembering those like moments that like highlighted um, my career and remembering those feelings that I have. Sometimes I'll close my eyes. I know it sounds cheesy also, but and just remembering those feelings that I have in those moments and um, remembering that I'm fighting to have those feelings again because my career is far from done and I'm not going to get anywhere if I stop working now. So just making sure that I remember that like now is the moment to get better for the future. How about you, Jackson? I totally add on to that and the fact of who you're playing for, my parents, my brother, and same thing, like achieving that feeling. Like when we won, like I have this photo of like me, like crying in my parents' arms. Like that, that's something like I always wanted to do. And like, right when we won, you know, like we celebrated, you know, whatever I shushed, whatever we had the crowd jump. And then like, once we got like kicked off, like the first thing it was like, where, where's my mom? Where's my dad? And like knowing that, like, when I say about the ramp thing too, like every practice, something bad, anything, they know everything. They were always there for me. And like to have that moment happen was just amazing and that's always something i'll think back to like thinking like making my parents proud well excellent you too i think this is for me this has been very enjoyable right i don't always have the opportunity to talk to all the players in the league especially on the on the girls side i'm really appreciative of you two joining i know you had to make some time to make this happen riley you're in school right now jackson you're in your dorm room are you guys carving out the time to make this is very valuable for us as a league certainly for the players that are in the league to hear this because a lot of kids look up to you too uh, and for good reason, right? You're obviously both very good people. You're good students. You're good players. We know that. But we wish you the absolute best of success in the rest of your careers as you go through your current seasons. Right now that you have things that you'll have ahead of you in your game, we know you'll be successful. We hope that you always look back for the East, you know, especially Riley, after you, after you get through this year and hopefully win another national championship. We, we hope that you always look back on your East, you know, days as fond memories for the two of you. But for us, for myself, for the East, you know, for Ralph Richards on the girls' side as well, we thank you very much for joining us. Riley Jackson, Jackson Osborne, our two ECNL 2022 National Players of the Year. Great honor to have you guys on the show today. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. This has been the best. That was great. Jason Cutney always does a great job. And how about those two players of the year, Riley and Jackson, wise beyond their years. Great messages. Oof. Great messages indeed. I want to thank Jason the two players of the year, Christian Lavers, Jen Winnego, Ralph Richards, Doug Bracken, Andrea Wheeler, and the entire gang at the ECNL, my producer, Colin Thrash. For each and every one of them and all of you, I'm Dean Linke. We'll see you in two weeks for another edition of Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. Thanks for listening to Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. For more information on the ECNL, visit us at www.vecnl.com. And if you have a suggestion for the show or a great idea for a guest, please email us at info at theecnl.com. Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast is an ECNL production. ECNL, more than a league.